Greetings and good health. I am Dr. Jerrica Sarko, a pediatric and family wellness chiropractor. This is your Lifeline to Vitality, where we discuss ways to cultivate family wellness. Good day and great health. Welcome back to another edition of your Lifeline to Vitality. Today on the podcast, Safety and Effectiveness of Pediatric Chiropractic. Safety and effectiveness are always on the mind of the pediatric chiropractor. The International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, or ICPA, has performed many research studies that highlight the philosophy, science, and art behind pediatric chiropractic and its safety. One of the more recent ICPA studies, called Ratings of Perceived Effectiveness, Patient Satisfaction, and Adverse Events Experienced by Wellness Chiropractic Patients in a Practice-Based Research Network, aimed to qualify this. Following chiropractic care, 87% of those responded defined their chiropractic care as effective or very effective, while 11% assessed their care as ineffective or very ineffective. In the publication, it was noted that chiropractic wellness patients had a 95% satisfaction rate with care. Also interesting to note is the reported prevalence of minor adverse events, minor or self-limiting in nature, from responders ranged from 6.3% to 11.3%. Fallacies that the chiropractic adjustment is unsafe and or harmful is usually the biggest contention from conventional medicine. These claims are not based on any real scientific measures, though, and are rooted more in misconceptions and bias. In 2015, the Journal of Manipulative and Physiological Therapeutics published an article titled Adverse Events Due to Chiropractic and Other Manual Therapies for Infants and Children, a Review of the Literature. Reviewing 31 articles, they identified 12 articles with 15 severe adverse effects reported. Of those 15 cases, three deaths had been reported and were associated with various manual therapies. However, no deaths associated with chiropractic care were found in the literature to date. Of the deaths reported, the cases involved one physical therapist, one unknown practitioner, and one cranial sacral therapist. Of the remaining 12 adverse events, 12 serious injuries were reported, seven by chiropractors, one by a medical practitioner, one by an osteopath, two by physical therapists, and one by an unknown practitioner. While one adverse event is always one too many, within the context that over 30 million chiropractic adjustments were performed worldwide in the year 2010, the statistical prevalence of an adverse event happening is extremely rare under chiropractic care. The majority of adverse events that do occur have less to do with the chiropractic adjustment and more to do with underlying pre-existing pathologies that were missed or ignored. A thorough history and examination performed by the attending chiropractor and or medical doctor can help identify anatomical or neurological anomalies that might be contraindicated to any manual therapy or chiropractic adjustment. 
The American Academy of Pediatrics recognizes the ever-increasing use and popularity of complementary and alternative medicine, or CAM for short. From the medical perspective, chiropractic fits under this umbrella term. To better understand CAMs, the AAP spearheaded a task force that aimed to develop educational resources for medical physicians, patients, and families. The task force outlined common types of CAM for children and their related therapies. One of the benchmarks investigated for each CAM healthcare provider was safety and effectiveness. Regarding chiropractic, the task force determined that, quote, although anecdotal data suggests that severe complications are possible with chiropractic treatments of infants and children, such adverse effects seem to be rare. This determination was based on a systematic review study done by Dr. Sunita Vohar. While the study aimed to provide an objective review of CAMs, subjective underpinnings of anti-chiropractic beliefs were dotted throughout the review. Cognitive bias was on full display. A time span of 1900 to 2004 was used as the search criteria for published research literature. Of the 13,916 articles initially searched for consideration, 164 articles were fully reviewed. Along with those studies, another 68 articles were reviewed from the reference list of the 160 articles chosen. From that, they identified 13 studies that reported 14 adverse effects. They then categorized those adverse effects as minor, moderate, or severe, and a fourth group as delayed diagnosis or treatment. Of those 14 cases, 10 were associated with chiropractic care. What is interesting to note is that Dr. Vohar identified that they found 32 articles that did not identify an adverse event associated with pediatric chiropractic care. From this perspective, it could be reasoned that the literature supports chiropractic care is correlated with a lack of harm more than adverse effects. The main chiropractic protest to this study is the ill-conceived categorization of reported adverse effects. Dr. Vohar grouped the adverse effects into three sets, minor, moderate, and severe in nature. In actuality, the effects could have all been grouped as minor adverse effects that the chiropractor can address. In congruence with this faulty categorization, Dr. Vohar solely blamed chiropractic for any and all adverse effects experienced in the reported cases. One of the main objections to pediatric chiropractic is the supposedly violent force associated with the chiropractic adjustment and potential for fracture. How much force is actually applied to a spine during an adjustment? Quantifying each and every adjustment can be a challenge, but some studies do help put the adjustment force into comparative relation. Some of the more well-known research studies put the force in terms of newtons. A newton is the international system of units determined unit of force. One newton is the force needed to accelerate one kilogram of mass at the rate of one meter per second squared in the direction of the applied force. 100 newtons is about equivalent to 22.5 pounds of force. One study, 
titled Forces of Commonly Used Chiropractic Techniques for Children, published in the Journal of Manipulative and Physiological Therapeutics in 2016, measured the force of an adjustment on the pediatric population follows as such. Neonates and infants aged 0 to 2 months, about 20 newtons of force was used. Infants and toddlers aged 3 months to 23 months, 28 newtons. Young children aged 2 years to 8 years, 60 newtons. Older children and young adults aged 8 to 18 years, 88 newtons. To put those numbers into perspective, a study titled On the Biomechanics of Vaginal Birth and Common Sequelae, published in 2009 in the Annual Review of Biomedical Engineering, looked at the force used during the medical birthing process. Those forces investigated follows as such. Intrauterine pressure, 16 newtons. This pressure measures the muscles of the uterus and their normal tone at rest. Even when a muscle is not contracted, it still maintains some tautness for integrity purposes. Uterine contraction, about 54 newtons. This contraction occurs naturally without conscious influence. Volitional push, about 120 newtons. This is when the mother actively bears down and pushes. Vacuum device traction, 113 newtons. A vacuum traction is usually done four times during each contraction and push. So during a normal vaginal birth, which includes the intrauterine pressure, uterine contraction, and volitional pull, the force can add up to 190 newtons. When you add a vacuum device to the equation, the force can add up to 303 newtons. And finally, they measured the force of an obstetric forcep traction, which measured about 200 newtons. So if we add that to the normal vaginal forces, the number jumps up to 390 newtons. One other study, titled Tensile Failure of C2 Pedicles and the Subsequent Direct Repair in a Porcine Model, published in 2004 in the journal Spine, looked at the force needed to fracture the pedicles of a cervical bone. Here they found it takes around 3,200 newtons of force to fracture the cervical spine pedicles. So if we look at the numbers, no force of a specific adjustment could ever come close to a fracture, which is an untruth that sometimes circulates around chiropractic objectors. Furthermore, the baby spine is not fully ossified, so how can you fracture something that is not fully ossified? Since the advent of chiropractic, being safe and effective has been at the forefront of thought and action when it comes to adjusting the young and old alike. Misconceptions about chiropractic will always arise from those who don't have all the facts, but to quote Fedor Dostoevsky, everything passes, only the truth remains. For the past 120 years, and for years to come, science will continue to highlight the truths of chiropractic. Thank you for listening. For even more information on how chiropractic can benefit you and your family, please check out my website, ohiospecific.com. That's O-H-I-O-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C dot com. Until next time, remember to keep your head cool, feet warm, and your mind busy.